0: Story six of A Mirror of Shalott by Robert Hugh Benson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Story six, Father Bianchi's tale. Father Bianchi, as the days went on, seemed a little less dogmatic on the theory that miracles, except of course those of the saints, did not happen he was warned by monsignor maxwell that his turn was approaching to contribute his story and suddenly at supper he announced that he would prefer to get it over at once that evening but i have nothing to tell he cried expostulating with hands and shoulders nothing to tell but the nonsense of an old peasant woman when we had taken our places upstairs and the italian had again apologised and remonstrated with raised eyebrows he began at last and i noticed that he spoke with a seriousness that i should not have expected when i was first a priest he said i was in the south of italy and said my first mass in the church in the hills the village was called is that true asked monsignor suddenly smiling the italian grinned brilliantly well no he said but it is near enough and i swear to you that the rest is true it was a village in the hills ten miles from naples they have many strange beliefs there it is like father brent's cornwall all along the coast as you know they set lights in the windows on one night of the year because they relate that our lady once came walking on the water with her divine son and found none to give her shelter well this village that we will call Arapeza was not on the coast it was inland but it had its own superstitions to compensate it superstitions cursed by the church i knew little of all this when i went there i had been in the seminary until then the parroco was an old man but old he could say mass sometimes on sundays and feasts but that was all and i went to help him There were many at my first Mass, as the custom is, and they all came up to kiss my hands when it was done. When I came back from the sacristy again, there was an old woman waiting for me, who told me that her name was Giovannina. I had seen her before, as she kissed my hands. She was as old as the parroco himself. I cannot tell how old, yellow and wrinkled as a monkey. She put five lira into my hands five masses father she said for a soul in purgatory and the name that does not matter she said and will you say them my father at the altar of san espedito i took the money and went off and as i went down the church i saw her looking after me as if she wished to speak but she made no sign and i went home and i had a dozen other masses to say some for my friends and a couple that the paroco gave me and those therefore i began to say first when i had said the fifth of the twelve giovannina waited for me again at the door of the sacristy i could see that she was troubled have you not said them my father she asked he is here still I did not notice what she said except the question, and I said no, I had had others to say first. She blinked at me with her old eyes a moment, and I was going on, but she stopped me again. "'Ah, say them at once, father,' she said. "'He is waiting.' Then I remembered what she had said before, and I was angry. "'Waiting,' I said, and so are thousands of poor souls. "'Ah, but he is so patient,' she said. "'He has waited so long.' i said something sharp i forget what but the parocco had told me not to hang about and talk nonsense to women and i was going on but she took me by the arm have you not seen him too my father she said i looked at her thinking she was mad but she held me by the arm and blinked up at me and seemed in her senses i told her to tell me what she meant but she would not at last i promised to say the masses at once the next morning i began the masses and said four of them and at each the old woman was there close to me for i said them at the altar of san Espedito, that was in the nave as she had asked me and i had a great devotion to him as well and she was always at her chair just outside the altar-rails i scarcely saw her of course for i was a young priest and had been taught not to lift my eyes when i turned round but on the fourth day i looked at her at the orate Fratres, and she was staring not at me or the altar but at the corner on the left i looked there when i turned there was nothing but the glass case with the silver hearts in it to san Expedito that was on a friday and in the evening i went to the church again to hear confessions and when i was done the old woman was there again they are nearly done my father she said and you will finish them tomorrow." i told her yes but she made me promise that whatever happened i would do so then she went on then i will tell you my father what i would not before i do not know the man's name but i see him each day during mass at that altar he is in the corner i have seen him there ever since the church was built well i knew she was mad then and i was curious about it and i asked her to describe him to me and she did so i expected a man in a sheet or in flames or something of the kind but it was not so she described to me a man in a dress she did not know, a tunic to the knees, bareheaded, with a short sword in his hand. Well, then I saw what she meant. She was thinking of San Espedito himself. He was a Roman soldier, you remember, gentlemen. And a cuirass, I said, a steel breastplate and helmet. And then she surprised me. Why, no, father, he has nothing on his head or breast, and there is a bull beside him well gentlemen i was taken aback by that i did not know what to say monsignor leaned swiftly forward mithras he said abruptly the italian smiled monsignor knows everything he said then i broke in because i was more interested than i knew tell me monsignor what is mithras the priest explained shortly it was an eastern worship extraordinarily pure introduced into italy a little after the beginning of the christian mithras was a god filling a position not unlike that of the second person of the blessed trinity he offered a perpetual sacrifice and through that sacrifice souls were enabled to rise from earthly things to heavenly if they relied upon it and accompanied that faith by works of discipline and prayer It was one of those shadows of reality, said the canon, of which pagan religions are so full. I beg your pardon, Father Bianchi, he ended. The Italian smiled again. Yes, Monsignor, he said, I know that now, but I did not know it for many years afterwards, and I know something else now that I did not know then. Well, to return... I told my old woman that she was dreaming, that it could not be so, that there was no room for a bull in that corner, that it was a picture of San Espedito that she was thinking of. And why did you not get the masses said before, I asked. She smiled rather slyly at me then. I did get five said once before, she said, in Naples, but they did him no good, and when once again I told the parroco here, he told me to be off he would not say them and she had waited for a young priest it seemed and had determined not to tell him the story till the masses were said and had saved up her money meanwhile Well, I went home and got to thinking about the old priest, and led him on so that he thought that he had introduced the subject, and presently he told me that when the foundation of the church had been laid forty years before, they had found an old cave in the hill with heathen things in it. He knew no more than that about it, but he told me to fetch a bit of pottery from a cupboard, and he showed it me, and there was just the tail of a bull upon it, and an eagle." monsignor leaned forward again just so he said and the bull was lying down the italian nodded and was silent we all looked at him it seemed a tame ending i thought then father brent put our thoughts into words that is not all he said father bianchi looked at him sharply and at all of us but said nothing ah that is not all said the other again persistently bah cried the italian suddenly it was not all if you will have it so but the rest is madness as mad as giovanina herself what i saw i saw because she made me expected. it was nothing but the shadow or the light in the glass case a perceptible thrill ran through us all the abrupt change from contempt to seriousness was very startling "'Tell us, father,' said the English priest. "'We shall think no worse of you for it. "'If it was only the shadow, what harm is there in telling it?' "'Indeed, you must finish,' went on Monsignor. "'It is in the contract.' The Italian looked round again, frowned, smiled, and laughed uneasily. "'I have told it to no one till today,' he said. "'But you shall hear it. "'But it was only the shadow. "'You understand that?' a chorus obviously insincere broke out from the room it was only the shadow padre bianchi again the priest laughed shortly the smile faded and he went on i went down early the next morning before dawn and i made my meditation before the blessed sacrament but i could not help looking across once or twice at the corner by san Espedito's altar it was too dark to see anything clearly but i could make out the silver hearts in the glass case when i had finished Giovannina came in i could not help stopping by her chair as i went to rest is there anything there i asked she shook her head at me he is never there till mass begins she said The sacristy door that opens out of doors was set wide as I came past it in my vestments, and the dawn was coming up across the hills, all purple. Monsignor murmured something, and the priest stopped. I, "'I beg your pardon,' said Monsignor, but that was the time the sacrifice of Mithras was offered. "'When I came out into the church,' went on the priest, "'it was all gray in the light of the dawn, but the chapels were still dark i went up the steps not daring to look in the corner and set the vessels down as i was spreading the corporal the server came up and lighted the candles and still i dared not look i turned by the right and came down and stood waiting till he knelt beside me then i found i could not begin i knew what folly it was but i was terribly frightened i heard the server whisper in nomine patris THEN I SHUT MY EYES TIGHT AND BEGAN. WELL, BY THE TIME I HAD FINISHED THE PREPARATION, I FELT CERTAIN THAT SOMETHING WAS WATCHING ME FROM THE CORNER. I TOLD MYSELF, AS I TELL MYSELF NOW, SNAPPED THE ITALIAN FIERCELY, I TOLD MYSELF IT WAS BUT WHAT THE WOMAN HAD TOLD ME. AND THEN AT LAST I OPENED MY EYES TO GO UP THE STEPS, BUT I HELD THEM DOWN, AND ONLY SAW THE DARK CORNER OUT OF THE SIDE OF MY EYES. THEN I KISSED THE altar AND BEGAN well it was not until the epistle that i understood that i should have to face the corner at the reading of the gospel but by then i do not think i could have faced it directly even if i had wished so when i was saying the Cor in the center i thought of a plan and as i went to read the gospel i put my left hand over my eyes as if in pain and read the gospel like that and so all through the mass i went on i always dropped my eyes when i had to turn that way at all and i finished everything and gave the blessing as i gave it i looked at the old woman and she was kneeling there staring across at the corner so i knew that she was still dreaming she saw something then i went to read the last gospel the priest was plainly speaking with great difficulty he passed his hands over his lips once or twice we were all quiet well gentlemen Courage came to me then, and as I signed the altar, I looked straight into the corner. He stopped again, and began resolutely once more, but his voice rang with hysteria. "'Well, gentlemen, you understand that my head was full of it now, and that the corner was dark and the shadows were very odd.' "'Yes, yes, Padre Bianchi,' said Monsignor easily, "'and what did the shadows look like?' The Italian gripped the arms of the chair and screamed his answer. I will not tell you, I will not tell you. It was but the shadow. My God, why have I told you the tale at all? End of Story 6